Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. This episode of The Hash is sponsored by PayPal. You're listening to The Hash Headlines on the Coindesk Podcast Network. Get caught up on this week's top stories from The Hash Crew. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Monday's top story. Binance, that's the world's largest crypto exchange, now squarely within the sights of the U.S. securities regulator. Now, there are 13 charges here, many of which stem from the trading of what are alleged to be unregistered securities, in addition to some other alleged misdeeds on the part of Binance and key executives. A lot to unpack here. I'm going to toss it to Wendy O for her initial thoughts. Wendy, what do you think? So I do think that this was kind of expected because the SEC loves to go back retroactively and punish people for alleged bad things they did when they're too lazy to go ahead and institute any types of laws, regulations, or guidelines. But what's very interesting about this story is Patrick Kilman, who is the chief comms officer at Binance, Uh, He went ahead and just tweeted this for every journalist calling and asking bizarrely, we have not even been given a copy of the complaint ourselves. Smart PR move to rob us of our right to defend ourselves publicly. So there's a little bit of conflicting information that's going on on the Internet right now. And this does sound like behavior that the SEC would do. So it's very upsetting to hear that they weren't properly given notice, but it's now like viral on the Internet. So that's my thoughts on it. Well, yeah, digging into the meat of the story, uh, there's a lot in the line here. Right? And we, we've seen a lot of these SEC stories in the past, and it's confusing to know like where things are going to end up because these are ongoing litigation cases, right? So we, like, we don't have like firm information about what the courts are going to decide when this goes to trial or as this progresses, if there's a settlement. Uh, but we do know some hard facts within this case, which is the SEC sees the BOSD token, sees BNB token, sees Matic, Solana, a few other tokens that are notable and basically household names at this point as securities. So what could that mean? Well, at the very least, it means that US investors probably should stay away from these in the eyes of the SEC. And a lot of people over the last two, three years have invested in these tokens quite a bit. Solana went on a huge bull run in 2021. And now it's listed in this documentation, BNB, which has been sort of like a quasi security for Binance. Binance trying to be separate from the rest of the US. So kind of use it as a security token, you know, you purchase it and you got some revenue based on like how the trading volumes were going like that. It's listed here. I think Binance would disagree, especially because it's outside the jurisdiction of the US. 
But in this case, the SEC doesn't think so. And one really key fact here is that they're bringing up the geolocation of residents again, right? And in the documentation, in this report, which you can go read on Coindesk, go read the article on Coindesk, you can see that they talk about how US citizens were being served by Binance, even after that 2019 breaking between Binance and Binance US. Looks like executives, including CZ, told everyone at Binance to continue serving high-profile U.S. clients, which is a big problem for Binance. The one thing I'm curious about with this is the separation between where Binance was and where Binance is going in the future. We'll get into that with the next story with the possible new hiring and future CEO. They're sort of like preparing for a role. Uh, but I do think that sort of comes into the story, right? A lot of these crypto companies moved hard and fast and broke things, and they're going to have to pay for doing so. But if they can survive past that judgment, then there's a future for them. Jen, I'll throw it over to you. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I seem to remember us talking about a story about Binance customer service representatives helping people who live in different jurisdictions to access the platform. This obviously, I don't think when we spoke about it, it was the US, but it's interesting to see those parallels that the SEC was kind of looking into executives at Binance overlooking some of the processes that were in place or allegedly overlooking some of the processes that were in place to allow them access to Binance.com. This story is interesting to me when we juxtapose it against a story we spoke about on First Mover this morning. So Nick Day talked to us about a draft bill that was released on Friday. It's called the Crypto Oversight Proposal. It's a Republican bill that looks to get the CFTC and the SEC on the same page, sort out a bunch of the issues that we talk about on this show every day. And what's really interesting about this draft bill is this safe harbor element. And so the bill calls for the safe harbor timeline where firms, investors can continue to act as is until rules are set for the CFTC and the SEC. So to see that happening at Congress, and then to see the SEC go out there and sue all of the big crypto firms in the US is a really interesting discourse that I think it's just going to be interesting to follow over the next little while, how these two very kind of different ways of looking at regulation in the US play out. Zach? Yeah, I mean, we saw the SEC go after Coinbase. Of course, they're going to go after Binance as well. Obviously, if it touches a U.S. investor, they think that it's in within their rights to go after these firms. And we've seen it happen time and time again. You know, Gary Gensler is not mincing words in this uh, complaint. He's saying that Binance engaged in, quote, an extensive web of deception, conflicts of interest, lack of disclosure, and calculated evasion of the law, end quote. So the rhetoric is certainly heightened as they announce this thing. I think it's going to be interesting to see if any exchanges follow suit and taking action on the assets that are alleged to be securities, there's a bit of enforcement fatigue, I think, in the industry. If you go back to when the SEC filed suit against Ripple Labs over the issuance of XRP, uh, you saw a bunch of delistings of XRP. I don't know if we're going to see that in turn from some of these major assets that are listed here in this complaint. But I think certainly that is you know, what the SEC is trying to do, establish some case law around what stuff falls within their purview and therefore, what can be traded and where, right? Because if these assets get deemed securities, it sort of makes the existing incumbents in the crypto exchange world have to get additional licensure, jump through additional hoops, and therefore, a lot of the liquidity dries up as it traditionally exists in these markets. So I think for these projects that are named here, that's really what's at stake, you know, rather than just you know, a cut and dry commodities versus securities designation. So interesting to see ultimately what plays out here. Obviously, a lot of rumors about the future of CZ at Binance as well. We will talk about uh, that shortly. But I want to throw it to Wendy for her thoughts. I don't know. Again, I'm just very frustrated with all of the news that's coming out and how it's always Binance that gets attacked and always gets hit really hard. Like we had all like people from Celsius. They're still out and running. 
FTX, the people are still out and running. But time and time again, we keep hearing mainstream media continue to go after Binance and CZ. So it makes me kind of think like what is actually happening behind the scenes. And again, I'm not saying that they were innocent. I'm not saying that they didn't do anything wrong. It's just very interesting to see how mainstream media is portraying and covering these stories. And again, it's very frustrating because it doesn't feel like it's fair access. Another thing that's very interesting to me, Jen, when you were talking about the bill that was introduced, was it Friday that they brought that the news dropped? It's very interesting because we do know that, de- that the Democrats are 100% against crypto any way, shape or form. Like we hear Elizabeth Warren, she went out, she came out and said that crypto was part of the problem when it came to a specific illicit substance. And we hear the red side, you know, kind of champion a little bit, but not necessarily. So it's interesting to see politically how this is going to get set up for the next election. I know that I've told my audience I'm voting for whoever's pro crypto or pro Bitcoin. Don't care about the social issues anymore. I've said my piece. Attention crypto holders, moving crypto is seamless and secure with PayPal. With support for Bitcoin, ETH, and more, you can buy, sell, hold, send, and check out with crypto at millions of shops online. Not to mention, PayPal now supports the ability to send to and from external wallets and charges you nothing when transferring between PayPal and Venmo crypto wallets. Whether you're exploring the world of Web3 or hodling on for another day, PayPal is the convenient and simple way to convert dollars into crypto. PayPal has your back. They work to protect your financial info and give you confidence every step of your crypto journey. Now's the time to make your crypto move. Get started today at paypal.com slash crypto. Terms and conditions apply. Tuesday's top story. With some fresh news, SEC sues Coinbase. This was anticipated following news of a Wells notice being issued to the U.S. crypto exchange. But now we see it, and now we know that the SEC is trying to tackle Coinbase for allegedly being an unregistered securities exchange. This is one day after similar action against Binance. A bit different in tone, I would say, but certainly the substance of the complaint is very similar. The SEC now officially going after Coinbase as well. Very wild, very wild two days in the crypto markets to see this as a quick one-two punch from Gary Gensler's SEC. I'm going to throw this to Will. What do you think? What stands out to you about this? Yeah, I woke up late this morning and this was just like a daze and confusion seeing a breaking headline like this. Your mind starts spinning and you're like, oh, I'm behind and everything. And you start reading the subtext and you want to get into the documentation itself. What we know so far, and I'm going to compare it against the Binance case, is that this case against Coinbase has to do with listings of different assets on the exchange itself. They aren't bringing anything against Brian Armstrong, the CEO of uh, Coinbase. They're specifically bringing against some of the token listings. Historically, Coinbase was actually pretty conservative about listing some tokens. And they did that because they wanted to be in step with regulators in the US. But over the last three years, four years, they started losing some ground against incumbents or new guys on the beat, I should say, like Binance. And so they started opening up listings to a lot of different tokens. So you know, if these other exchanges are not going to be brought into compliance, they're quote unquote, outside US shores, then why can't we compete against them? Let's start listing some tokens. And now you see that that strategy kind of got them in hot water here. And there's a slew of different tokens that are now uh, being seen as securities within the eyes of the SEC. And the SEC is going to hold Coinbase liable. For the Binance story yesterday, that had a lot to do with not only the tokens listing, such as BNB or BUSD or some other tokens, but also had to do with the fact that they were uh, supposed to be outside the U.S., but still offering its products to U.S. customers. And there's some notes from executives, compliance officers, etc. at Binance 
that said that they were operating in the U.S. without a license. So it's pretty damning evidence. So two very different cases, I would say. But the core issue is basically the same, that the SEC sees a lot of these token offerings from these products as unregistered securities. Zach? Critically, in addition to that, there's just questions about the structure of Coinbase that are listed here in this document, this complaint, right? So the merging of these functions that are traditionally separate in traditional financial markets, uh, the idea of being an exchange, a clearinghouse, all these things, uh, Coinbase provides all those functions, right? And I think historically in the world of securities, they're sort of separated out by individual actors such that the conflicts of interest are minimized, right? So the SEC is saying, hey, not only did you not register as a national securities exchange, but you're doing all these other clearing and settlement functions that traditionally should be executed by other firms outside of the walls of Coinbase itself. So there is, in addition to you know, some of these claims of some of these assets being unregistered securities, there are significant claims against the structure of Coinbase itself. Also worth noting that the staking program is uh, hit here as well. So there's a few fronts over which the SEC is alleging that Coinbase has done wrong. But pretty crazy to watch this, certainly, certainly uh, capturing people's interest on Twitter and elsewhere. Jen, what do you think? Oh, what a morning. So I, <laughs> I just had to take a big sigh there. Yeah, so much going on. I think that it, it, both suits are so well researched. The SEC obviously took a lot of time to investigate both firms. And there are some pretty damning allegations here. What's interesting is right after the SEC suing Coinbase, right after that news broke this morning, we learned that 10 states are also suing Coinbase or looking into Coinbase for their earned program. And so while there is no evidence to say that there is a coordinated attack here, it pretty well seems very coordinated that all of these lawsuits are dropping one after another. And if you're a centralized exchange in the US right now, I can't imagine what's going on behind the scenes. For the securities that are listed in both suits, I know we're going to talk about that in the next story, I can't imagine what's going on behind the scenes for some of these projects who have alleged securities who have popped up in these suits. I wonder if they've heard from the SEC. I wonder if they knew that this was going to happen. And I wonder how they are going to respond to this. I just have so many questions when it comes to what's going to happen next. And I guess my last thought here is, you know, Ripple recently came out and said they're, they're going to spend, I think, $200 million defending themselves against the SEC you know, Binance, biggest crypto exchange in the world, Coinbase, biggest exchange in the US. I wonder how the defense in both of these suits is going to affect their business plans for expansion and diversification, especially over the rest of the bear. But Zach? Yeah, in addition to this bombshell filing, we have SEC chair Gary Gensler making the rounds uh, in the press. He was on CNBC earlier today. Let's hear what he said. Look, we don't need more uh, digital currency. We already have digital currency. It's called the US dollar. It's called the euro. It's called the yen. They're all digital right now. We already have digital investments. Those are the talking points and he's sticking to it. It's Gary Gensler on CNBC earlier today to discussing the action against Coinbase and also Binance. Will, what, what do you think? What do you think about that line of, uh, of reasoning? We already have enough digital currencies. I think it's maybe alighting a key point of what cryptocurrencies can offer. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. Like the basic point is not wrong. All these currencies are digital at this point. The thing that's odd here is that it's not really his purview. Like his job is to look at the securities market and protect investors and also make sure that there's good capital formation in the United States. His job is not to litigate what is a good investment or what is a bad investment. It's also not his decision to make currency decisions, right? That's up to the Treasury Department. That's really up to Congress. That is up to IRS. That has nothing really to do with the Securities Administration at all. So it's odd to see that. 
I suppose maybe if you're taking like a very wide view of all these things, you could say like, well, he needs to be lockstep with the further administrations. Uh, if there is going to be like a new incumbent or a new emerging currency popping up and it's going to maybe fall under the securities administration at the beginning, then he could swat it down. And maybe that's the line he's taking. But it's just odd to see that. I want to point to some comments I've heard in Canada. So with all of the regulatory news in Canada, exchanges leaving Canada, I've heard people say like, you know, that you can't have crypto in Canada anymore. People really do believe by reading these headlines that there are no on and off ramps. You, it really is taking more, I think, out of people and more of a push for people to go and do their own research and figure out how to interact with crypto assets if they want to. And I think comments like this could be doing something similar, right? You have these big headlines. Um, you have Gary Gensler come out and say digital currency already exists. There's no need to engage. There are all these things happening um, behind the scenes with the people who are operating the exchanges that have these currencies. And so I think that it's probably affecting the retail person who has not really interacted with crypto yet, maybe was interested, and now is taking a backseat to see what happens in the US. And if things continue this way, they may not interact with crypto for a really long time. Zach? Yeah, I think also we should discuss you know some of these assets that are listed. I think what a lot of people are saying is the one that's not listed, ETH, the native currency of the Ethereum blockchain, not listed on this, which some are seeing as potentially a good sign. There's been a lot of talk as to whether or not ETH would be considered a security under Gary Gensler's regime. So the fact that that one is not listed has people interested for sure. It is pretty crazy like how to delineate which one is which, right? I think it's also sort of a time aspect, right? Ethereum has sort of um, reached escape velocity. But if you look at like some of these claims that are in these documents, some of them are the same as Binance one, other are, others are new. If you look at the claims as to how these foundations or these founding teams are interacting with these blockchains, they're just in an earlier stage relative to what Ethereum is at now. And so I think there's this weird sort of time aspect in terms of cherry picking people who are running afoul of creating something and putting it out into the world. It's a bit crazy to watch, honestly it's hard to sort of understand entirely the rationale. So there's a lot of wondering about what's all going on there. But I think we can leave that there. Plenty to discuss. So much going on around this one. A lot of good commentary out on Coindesk.com and other outlets. Thursday's top story. We cannot get away from the Binance or the yeah. Coinbase news. Just cannot get away from it. That's okay. We'll stick with it and we'll power through it. The, there's two U.S. senators asking for the DOJ to investigate Binance in regards to information that is sent over to uh, different departments regarding its relationship between Binance U.S. and Binance, the international agency. Senators Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts and Chris Van Hollen, also of Maryland, and alleged the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland alleged that the crypto exchange may have made false statements, including its affiliation with Binance U.S. Now, for those not in the know, Binance U.S. essentially is a firm that has licensed the trading engine of Binance and a few of its other things, such as like its image and brand. And uh, over the years, they've tried to be separate. There's always been questions around how separate they are. Uh, and over the last 18 months or so, there's been some new information about the relationship between these two entities that has caught the eye of many regulators, especially as Binance is now in the crosshairs of the SEC. Adding a story over to you. Yeah, I mean, this is just the latest volley in kind of the fight over jurisdiction here, right? Like the challenge around cryptocurrency broadly is that it is not a national technology. It doesn't really understand borders. And so when you look at the institutions, especially the on-ramps and off-ramps, uh, you know, that are responsible for regulating this type of thing, 
uh, sorry, uh, for, um, you know, like onboarding people into the ecosystem and then allowing them to kind of sell their tokens. The rules in the U.S. are very different than the rules elsewhere. And the way the U.S. kind of grabs jurisdiction is to say, hey, if you have a single U.S. client, then that means that we think that we have effectively as much right to regulate you as anybody else does and bring action against you. So the question here really has been, what is Binance? Is Binance an independent entity that has, you know, like the branding characteristics and a like tangential relationship to the overall uh, to the overall larger Binance? Or is it kind of something more? The specifics around the kind of Warren's comments, again, Warren notoriously <laughs> over the course of the last year is, has said that she's building an anti-crypto army. So this isn't exactly a person who, you know, is like, hey, I want to make sure that everybody is doing the right thing. Again, you have to remember that Warren came into the kind of uh, world of politics as an anti-banking crusader. And she has since not really acted like that in practice. And much of what she's done has not gone to support that. So at this point, I, I just remain incredibly skeptical about all of these things. This is all just playing politics, as far as I can tell. And honestly, we have so many big problems in the world today that it's just an irritation, I think, at this point. You know, uh, but that's politics for you, Jen. You know, Adam, I'm with you. I think that, you know, every time there's a big headline in crypto, we hear Warren come out and make headlines on it. Most recently, it was about the fentanyl crisis. We covered that story on the show. Warren came out and said, you know, crypto is funding the fentanyl crisis, citing some of that research that we spoke about. I believe it was from um, Elliptic. This, both the senators mentioned in the story, um, issued a letter to Binance in March. I don't know if you both remember. There's so many letters that are issued to these exchanges from all different types of government officials. And in the letter, they said that Binance was a hotbed of illegal financial activity. Um, and so I think it's interesting that now we have the SEC suing Binance and both senders have come out again and issued yet another letter to look into what's going on. I think that, Adam, like you said, it's politics. The We're, we're going to keep seeing senators who support ver different things come out and say these things, but I don't know how, I don't know how serious we should take it. I feel like it's just politics and what's going to happen happens. And I don't have much else to say. <laughs> well, I'll tell you how serious it is. Quote unquote from the letter. This is a serious matter. They said <laughs> to Merrick Garland. So you really should put it's this at the top serious. of your list, Jen. It's really important <laughs> to pay attention to this. No. So I think like the bigger thing to look at is like the escalating stairs to get to a bigger problem for these exchanges, right? Normally it starts with like, you know, ask for some information or like a probe. We've always seen those headlines like the DOJ, the SEC, CFTC are probing these exchanges. And then you might get a Wells notice. We saw that with Coinbase. And then a few months later, you actually get an outright lawsuit. And then from there, the bigger problems can arise, such as a DOJ investigation. So if you're actively trying to break US laws and trying to skirt things such as sanctions, uh, and other financial activities, right? That's what they're going to look into. And that's really like the jugular for a lot of these exchanges, right? The SEC, the CFTC, the most they're really going to do is hit you with a very large fine, tell you to clean up your act, get all of your stuff in order, stop servicing US customers or delist certain products. But if the DOJ starts going after you, well, that's a question of crime typically, or alleged crime, and they might go after you for other things. I mean, the SEC and the CFTC do have the power to to enforce some of those things. But if the DOJ gets involved, it's a little bit more serious. And that's what we're seeing at FTX right now as well, right? So the SEC has an open case against FTX and St. Pimpreed for alleged misconduct. But so is the DOJ and a few other agencies. Adam, I'll throw it to you to get your thoughts on that. 
Yeah, I mean, again, all this comes back to, I think, the like the, the comments that we've seen from Gary Gensler recently, you know, as all of these various actions have been brought, I think, kind of say the quiet part out loud, which is that as far as the U.S. is concerned, there's no reason for any type of ownership system to exist outside of one that is regulated by the U.S. government and outside of a monetary system, frankly, that is run by the U.S. government. As Gensler recently said, the U.S. already has a digital currency. It's called the dollar. Why would we need anything else? Well, the answer to that question, actually, if you play it out, is pretty revealing, which is that it would be useful to have a currency that didn't have supply dynamics controlled by people who perpetually devalue the currency as a way to secretly tax people without them being able to really see it and just make them feel like, you know, essentially gaslight them to make them feel like it is their problem that prices are rising. When in reality, it is a purely monetary phenomenon. This has been understood for many, many years. Uh, so it's not like it's a new thing. It's just something that we're not educated on. And it's a convenient way for them to accomplish the thing that they want anyway. So they can dress it up however they want. And they do dress it up in lots of different ways, whether we're talking about, oh, it's about fentanyl or, oh, it's about the Chinese or, oh, it's about anything else. Again, these most recent things are just kind of the latest of that. Really, it's that none of these systems can withstand a truly competitive system. They can't uh, withstand competition because they're not good products. And so they need a monopoly. And the way that they do that isn't to say, hey, we need a monopoly because our product is lousy. They do it by trying to cast dispersions on everything else, by taking decentralized systems that are quite literally permissionless, which means they can be used for good and for bad, painting them with whatever the worst possible use that they can find is, and then trying to pretend like that represents the entire system, when in reality, all they're doing is protecting their own interests and very much working against the interests of the people. So it continues to be this really, really unfortunate, highly political dynamic that rejects reality for the version of what people who are in charge would like reality to be and really are willing to give us no option besides that. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk, Jen. <laughs> I will say on the other side of that argument, if crimes were actually committed, you know, Biden's being accused of, of some pretty harsh things, then yes, I, the DOJ perhaps should, should look into that. But we'll leave that there. You've been listening to The Hash Headlines on the Coindesk Podcast Network. We would like to hear from you. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to us at podcasts at coindesk.com, subject line, The Hash, or leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. 